Hello, parents. I'm Jessie. And I'm Erin. We're librarians. We're busy parents. And, and we love podcasts. Please join us as we welcome our very first guest to the Patchogue Medford Library's brand new parenting podcast series, Adventures in Parenting. Today we have a certified positive discipline parenting educator and parenting coach, Karen Asimoon. Karen is not only a mom, she is also the author of the website, blog, and Facebook page, Growing Through Coaching. And in this episode, she's going to help us navigate the different types of parenting. Thank you so much for joining us, Karen. Welcome, Karen. Thanks for having me. So, Karen, before we get into it, um, if you could just tell us and the audience that's listening how you got into becoming a parenting coach, which is not even a thing I knew existed until we met. (laughs) And here we are. Uh Um, Yeah, happy to. Thanks for having me. I have children that struggle with anxiety and depression and OCD and dyslexia, um, sensitivity issues and all of this. And I, my kids were getting the support that they needed. They were getting help in school. They were getting help in therapy. They were getting help by counselors. There was a lot of people giving them support. And I was sitting with my friends, Ben and Jerry, watching Downton Abbey and crying. (laughs) So not a lot of support for the parent. And I thought, okay, what can I do? How can I be impactful? How can I support people? So when I got into coaching, I knew that was going to be the niche that I really wanted. Because, listen, there are things that go on with my kids that my best friends don't know about. Because parents tend to think, like, nobody is ever going to understand. There's no help out there for me. It's all about my kids. I don't have to take care of myself. When we're told to put our own air mask on first, we don't believe it and think we don't have to take care of ourselves. We just have to take care of our kids and everything will be okay. But we really have to take care of ourselves to have that impact on our children. So that's how I got into it. Just trying to help other parents put their masks on, too. Yeah. All right. So do you want to talk us through the types of parenting? Yeah, I'd love to. You know, there's the helicopter parent, there's the uninvolved parent now that we're hearing all about, but I really feel like they kind of boil down into four types of core parenting styles. I want to start off with authoritarian. I'll just tell you what the four are so nobody's anxious and finding out, right? It's authoritarian, it's permissive, it's uninvolved and authoritative. But if we start off with the authoritarian, right, these are the parents that are super strict, that are making the decisions for their children. They're super controlling. Like we've all heard ourselves say, because I said so. And sometimes we hear ourselves actually say that out loud to Mm -hmm. our children. And we go, ah, this is where my mom was coming from, (laughs) right? That's the authoritarian parent kind of coming out. And these moments are going to happen throughout the day for us, right? We're going to have a moment of, because I said so. And then we're going to have another moment of very supportive, what do you think? And yes, and how are you want to approach this, right? And so we're going to feel these different ways, but overall, what is our goal and what are we trying to achieve through these parenting styles? And the authoritarian parent that's strict controlling because I said so, what is that achieving in your child? Are you making the connections with your kid? What you tend to get is a child that feels like they don't have a lot of value in the situation. They may not feel a strong connection with themselves or with you because they're not given the opportunity to make decisions for themselves. They may become rebellious. They may conform really easily, which as a parent, we're like, okay, the easy kid. But as they get older, they're not living their lives for themselves. They're living their lives for others. And again, that's going to impact their sense of value and their sense of self-esteem. And they may lack kindness because they haven't grown up in an environment where they're being supported 
supported to make their own decisions. They're just being told. I have a client now who she's in her late 20s, early 30s, and she's looking to go back to school to get a degree in nutrition. And I said, well, let's think about what you need to do. Like last time you went to college, you know, what did you do? And she's like, I didn't do any of it. My mother told me what school I was going to, what I was going to be studying, when my classes were, where I was going to live. And so now at this age, she's like, I do not know how to apply to college. I don't know. And that's a very extreme version, but it's what this parenting style might foster in your child. So while we might want to go, because I said so, there's other options for us. So let's look at some of these other options. One, another style, I should say, not other options, but another style is being permissive with your child. So this is rules don't really apply. Do what you wanna do. I'm gonna have very few expectations of my kid. I'm gonna let my child make the decisions. Have whatever you want for dinner. Have whatever you want for lunch. Go wherever you need to go. Wear whatever you want. I'm not going to give them too much direction. And sometimes this becomes like, I want to be, my child's friend. And I personally do not want to be my child's friend. I don't want to have that much information <laughs> sometimes now that they're 16 and 18. I definitely don't want to have that much information. I want to be my child's parent because I want to show them what it looks like to grow up to be a thoughtful, kind, independent person. And if I'm their friend, then I'm just showing them how to be a good friend, which is important, but I can show that to them from the perspective of being their parent as well. And shouldn't they also be figuring that out kind of on their own. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I want to be there to support them. And as a permissive parent that doesn't give a lot of guidance, a child might grow up with a lack of discipline because they haven't been told what works and what doesn't work. They're just going, go for it. Right. They might not have goals because there's nothing really to strive for. So there's no expectations. So they might act out more because there's no rules. They might not be able to manage structured time or limits. Yeah. Again, no rules, fully free, independent. I mean, it sounds great as an adult. It's like, <laughs> oh, wouldn't we all love to live? But as a child, you're still kind of forming your vision of the world and they need some guidance and support. They may be entitled or spoiled. Give me what I want, when I want, how I want it. I personally don't want a child like that. I don't like sitting next to a child like that on an airplane. Wouldn't it be used as a tool though sometimes to say like, all right, you want to see how that works out for you? Like, go for I've it. I've advised you of, you know, the potential consequences, but. Yes. And know. the difference is, and we're going to get to that. The difference is I've advised you of the potential consequences, oh, okay. which is exactly what you want to do with your children. So permissive is just none of that. Permissive is none of that. It's like, go okay, for it. Okay, sweetie. All right, Bye. Honey. Good luck with everything. <laughs> You're on your own. And one of the other things that, that might come out of this is they may have issues with authority because mm. you cannot live your life with not having anyone tell you what to do ever. You're going to have a boss. Yes. You're going to have, you may have a partner at some point that mm. has their own opinion. So not having that authority when you're dealing with other people and they're coming with their opinions, you having no basis as a child, you having no basis of what other people expect from you when you grow up, you're gonna have issues with the authorities. Sure. That was really fumbled, but yeah. I understand I'm glad it saying. finally makes sense. <laughs> Woo, it's tough getting there. So 
Another style of parenting that we might not want to be is the uninvolved parent. This is, I'm just going to focus on myself and I'm not even going to worry about my kid. And sometimes there are reasons for this. Sometimes there are social, economic, health, addiction reasons where that's all the parent can do, okay? Then that child still needs a different level of support. So just sometimes there are reasons that a parent might need to be uninvolved but sure. the child still needs it, okay? Parents that might be uninvolved, they're just focusing on themselves. They have no time for the child. I'm gonna be over here. There's few or little rules or guidance, so not even like on the permissive side, Go ahead, go do what you want, go for it. On the uninvolved side, there's nothing, right? I'm not giving you anything to go on. There's a lack of emotion, so there's no sense of attachment to the parent because there's nothing there. Another one of my clients, her, her parent was an addict growing up and, and she was like, my parent just, she had like no involvement in our life for like nine years. And so this person is now a parent and they're going, I'm not really sure how to do all these things because I didn't have it growing up. So it just shows you that this is a necessary in the child's life. Now I will say this is probably the easiest parenting style because you don't have to do anything. Not the best, right? but it's very easy. Because your kids are really just raising themselves. Easy for you. Easy for you. Super hard Really not good for the kid. Yeah, right. Not good for your child. And so the children that come out of this type of parenting, low self-esteem again, they may not have an ability to connect or to love. And we're going to be talking about connection, the importance of that. Low happiness. And there may be behavioral issues or, again, the, the issues with authority. Because nobody showed them the way. Yeah, there's been no modeling. Right. No connection to the environment to society. Positive discipline talks a lot about significance and belonging. There's no sense of that, which takes us nicely into the authoritative approach to parenting, which is very, a, a lot of what we talk about in positive discipline, right? It comes from Rudolf, Rudolf Dreicher's theory uh, and Alfred Adler's theory of belonging and significance. And way back when, when they were talking about this, it was not just for adults, as most people were thinking, but it was for kids. And why it's important for children to feel that sense of belonging. So again, we're going to talk about this, but it's making the connections. So when you're talking to your child, hey, these are the potential consequences. And consequences can be positive or negative, but these are the potential consequences of your action. Now you can go make your choice because I have educated you. I've talked to you about what might happen. You still have your own mind to make that choice. So maybe wearing a tutu over the sweats is not the ideal outfit for the school picture. And if that's what you want to wear, okay. And 10 years from now, when you look at your school, but you'd be like, mom, what were you thinking? And go, I wasn't thinking any of it. You were. You and did that. Mm -hmm. That's on you. I'm not speaking from personal experience, by the way. <laughs> I think that I could, I could understand how that's hard for parents because sure. that's letting go of the control. Like even if yeah. you're not an authoritarian, I can't say it. Authoritative. Authoritarian <laughs> parent. Like even if you're not that controlling, like there are, are still aspects of your kid's life that you kind of want to have a, a heavy hand in. So to be able to be like, okay, I'm going to give you all the options and let you choose 
four-year-old, you know, like yeah. you have to be willing to go with it. Yeah. And that can and, be hard. And I think there's, there's that process of getting there, right. you know, at 16 and 18, I, my kids make a, almost all their own decisions. Yeah. Sometimes they work out well, sometimes they don't, but I have planted those seeds along the way of what does a good decision look like and how do you handle consequences, good or bad, when they come around so that they're at least thinking when the time comes, I have to make a decision here. What's the best decision for me? Or how risky do I feel like being? And that's okay, Yeah. right? So when they're younger, maybe it's not pick anything you want to wear. And I used to do this with my daughter when she was younger. Here's two or three outfits. Right. I have Mom relinquished approved. as much control as <laughs> yeah. I'm willing to give. These are the three that I'm okay with. Mom mm-hmm. approved. And you can pick anything you want. And helping them understand that they have... Have a say. They're in control to at least some of it of mm-hmm. what's going on in their life. And that's really what you want. So it's around like having that mutual respect for your kid and with your kid, considering their emotions. What kind of child do I have? You know, how much control do they want to have? What's age appropriate control? Collaborating with them, making sure that they're problem solving and you're teaching them what problem solving looks like. And yeah, it is us letting go. And yeah. and it's hard when your kids are small to let go because it's newer. When our kids are born, we have 100% control. And I wrote a blog about this. We have 100% control over them. They can't do anything without us. Right. And that just absolutely decreases as they get older. So my 18-year-old, I don't know, on a good day, I have like 20% control on a really good day, <laughs> right? My 16-year-old, uh, 30-ish, depending yeah. on her mood. She's a 16-year-old girl. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so I can still have some influence, but I'm okay with those numbers, knowing that those numbers are just going to continue to go down because I put in a lot of work up until this point. Right. And it's probably easier to practice this when they are small because, like they say, like little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. Yeah. So relinquishing that control when they're in that big problem stage has to be really hard if you haven't been practicing it since they were small. Yeah, it does become easier. And sometimes, like, I I never want to feel like a heartless mother of going, told you so, or, you know, I saw that happening. Um, But my son made a, a decision recently that probably wasn't a great decision. And a friend of mine pegged it best. He said he's making 18-year-old decisions without considering 36-year-old consequences. And I love that. And I say it all the time now, and it's true. But he's 18 years old. And if you think back in your life, I made plenty of not great decisions in my life. And thankfully, I'm fine and life is good. But you have to go through those to learn. And so... There's natural consequences, right? If you're if you really want to wear shorts in the middle of winter, probably gonna get cold. Mm-hmm. Like natural consequence. Okay. So let's just deal with that. How do we deal with the consequences, good or bad, that come out of the situation? And let's problem solve and get them to think and ask them questions and help them understand what their decisions, how their decisions impact them. And when they're little, and you're in that like 85% control area or 75%, great. Because at some point, 
you're going to be at that 20%. And so let's just teach them how to make those good decisions. Right. And that's what the authoritative parenting style does. We're going to problem solve together. Authoritarian. Gonna... Authoritative. Authoritative. I can't. The author... <laughs> I know. It. Like, I wish they named these differently. Yeah, I was just thinking, can we rename But the authoritative <laughs> is the fair and kind. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Firm and kind. Like, yeah. <laughs> the authoritarian is like, got because it, I it, said it. so. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's confusing. I'm here for you. <laughs> and so what kind of kids do you have when, you, when you're when you doing this, like, firm and kind, this collaborative, this this partnership, this connection child? You have one that hopefully comes out kind of responsible, forward thinking. They can express their feelings. They know that you are there for them. I'm always, nah, I'm not surprised. But I love when my kids tell me things that I think some other kids don't tell their parents. Right. And, and you know, my, my son had shared something with me a while ago, and I, and I was like, why were you okay to tell me that? And he said, because you could tell, you always told me that I could tell you anything. Yeah. And I was like, oh, score. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, he heard me at a younger age, mm-hmm. and it followed him for years and years. Right. So I thought, all right, good. They learn good decision making. They learn what their sense of self-worth is, yeah, right? And, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not always so much about how much I can control of her life or even just giving good suggestions and balancing consequences. I want her to have her own style and individuality. And as her parent, I have to be, if she's okay with it, I also have to be able to defend it to other family members and parents. And you should get that on picture day when you're like handing out those pictures to relatives that want photos. And they're like, why would you let her cut and dye her own hair on picture day? And it was like, well, this is how she wants to express express herself. herself. This is who she is. She loves the photo and you don't want to put it up. That's on you. You know what I mean? So that's the, the big thing is to being able to accept your child as an individual and yes. just say, you know, I'm going to be there to support you. Yeah. Know, what anybody else says about it. And in a future session, we're going to be talking about just that, accepting the child that you have. Right. Right. And if your child comes to you and tells you something and you've been saying, nope, you can come to me for anything. You could yeah. tell me anything. And then they do. And you're like, not in my house. Right. They will never tell you anything again. That's right. And so what's the relationship that you want with your child? You know, do you kind of go, okay, I disagree and I understand your point of view and that's okay because that's what life is, right? right? We are not all the same people going in the same direction, Mm -hmm. right? We all have different opinions. And so I want to teach my kids that it's okay to have your own opinion and you have to respect others. Right. So... Yeah, we have to we have to support our kids, yeah. Yeah. helping them understand. And so when we do that, you're going to get a well-adjusted child mm-hmm. that's going to know that you are supportive of them, that's going to know that you're going to be there for them, that you're going to work through problems with them, not just for them, right. age appropriate, mm-hmm. but when the time comes, right, you are there to figure things out. And you can start that when they're like four or five years old and continue that, you know, my son is making some life decisions now. He's 18 years old, going to be 19 next month. And, you know, okay, what do you, what do you want to be when you grow up? Where do you want to go? Where do you want to live? Like, what do you want to do in this next year? Like what's going on? And he can go figure it out on his own, but he's sitting with us and going, okay, 
can I just bounce these ideas off of you? Right, that's lovely. I'm that's... like, yes, because I want to be here through every stage of your life. It shows yeah. he values your input. Exactly. Yeah. Which is so flattering. And he knows that you value his. Yeah, that's yeah, we're not shutting him down. Mm -hmm. You know, a couple of years ago, before he went to college, he was like, I don't think college is for me. And I was just like, oh God, oh God, oh God, I'm going to be judged on this one for sure. Um, and so I didn't say any of that out loud, felt it, which is fine. I could have my own feelings and, and opinions. And I said, you know, we sat down and with him and said, okay, what are you, what are you thinking? And he said, I think I, I think I want to do like carpentry. We are like, oh, okay. Uh, this kid has never shown an interest in this. <laughs> never held a hammer. Never held a hammer. Like, forced him to put together the Ikea furniture. Like, and we were like, okay. And his birthday was coming up. And I said, what do you want for your birthday? And he said, I want some I want some tools. So, good parents. We bought him the circular saw. We bought him a jigsaw. We bought him a dr the the drill thing, right? He doesn't get the carpentry from me, clearly. The, whatever. And we said, here you go. Build, grow, go, whatever you got to do. He built like one thing. He was like, don't put too much pressure on it because it's definitely going to collapse. <laughs> We're like, okay, off to a solid start. We love you and support you. And at the end of the summer, he was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to go to college. Right. We were like, okay. But we just gave him that time to figure it out for right. himself. Mm -hmm. And like, what's the worst that could happen, yeah. right? If he needed some more time to figure it out or decided not to go to college, if I have a happy, well-adjusted, right. independent human being yeah. that is kind and generous and respectful, yeah, that's cool. I don't really care what he does. I know. So. I think sometimes it's very easy in the day-to-day -day of parenting to forget that it's a long game yeah. and that eventually they're going to be grown up and that you have to kind of let all that go and try and make them a good grown up because it's really easy to just caught, get caught up in it every day. One of the first things I do when I run workshops for parents is we, we put together a list of the challenges mm -hmm. that you have with your child you know, and the characteristics if your kids showed up at the door when they were like 20, 25, who do you want to see when you open that door? I love that so much. And so when you're looking at the list of challenges, it's really about, okay, we're all in this together. Like there's no challenge that one parent puts up and everyone else is like, no, I don't have that. It's like everyone is kind of going through the same thing. We're all together here. Um, and when we look at the characteristics, it's like, what type of parent do I need to be to get to there? To get to that goal. Right. Right. And that's a lot of what positive discipline is. It's a lot of what that authoritative, collaborative parenting style is. I want my kid to respect others. I should probably show my child some respect. Right. So that they can learn that. I want them to have a sense of humor. Okay. I'm going to laugh at the appropriate times with at my kid. Mm -hmm. Right. I want them to be a problem solver. How can I train them to do that? And that's where that authoritative parenting approach comes in when you start to think like you said the long game of who do I want at my door right. you know 5 10 50 whatever years from now it is that's how I want to parent because yeah. I want that child yeah to be there you, over the years that you've been doing this coaching do you find that social media has been more of a help or more of a hindrance with parents either getting supports from people in their situation that they maybe they don't have access to you know in their non-virtual life or the opposite where it's more the constant comparisons mm -hmm. again like doing this 
right? Am I doing this wrong? Like when I reach out for feedback, I get slammed with insults. And, you know, it's like my husband belongs to all these like dad groups on Facebook. Why are you even paying attention to mm-hmm. half of this stuff? It's crazy. Like, I hope you're not taking advice from some of these people. Like right. it's just, there's so much out there. So many people with so many opinions. And like women have a hard enough time just judging themselves oh, yeah. against everything anyway, especially when you're a parent and it's your first time and mm-hmm. you're just so overwhelmed. And how do you get out of that mindset of with the constant comparison? Yeah, and I think it's, you know, the first question that you asked, is it a help or a hindrance? I think it's really depends on where you're looking. How you use it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because I'm on a multitude of Facebook pages because I explained some of the things that I go through with my kids and I'm a, a mom and okay, I'm a parent coach. Like, right. yeah. So it's, we will talk about like self-care. It's like, who are you and what are you strong enough or vulnerable enough to listen to and take in? Right. Right. And if you surround yourself with an environment that is supportive, you're going to find the support. If you surround yourself with an environment that is just going to pull you down, then you're going to feel weighted. So it's basically... It's it's, social, it's where you look. Exactly. Social media is the same as parenting. You have to be active about doing it correctly. Yes. <laughs> and making the choices that are going to help you in the long run. Agreed. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot there. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of parents, they're like, oh, I got to fix my kid. It's like maybe, maybe there's a whole bunch that you could do on yourself or by yourself to support your child, to yeah. get to get your child to wherever you need them to be. If you have a crying child, it's like, why are they crying? Or are you just going to yell at them to stop crying? That's not solving the problem. That's not addressing the issue. If your kid is upset, there's a reason that they're upset. Let's get to the root of the problem. Yeah. Not just go to your room until you calm down. Don't even know what's bothering you. Maybe there's something in your room that's bothering you, and I just sent you to your room. Right. No, you're right. It's harder to parent this way, but it just makes so much sense just listening to the types of parenting. Kids are people, and we oftentimes don't treat them that way. We treat them either like little mini-me's, or we treat them like they work for us, or, you know, that they are these little things of clay that we're trying to mold just how we want them to be and we're not really treating them like individuals because it's just easier to do it those other ways even though it's not it's yeah really not. I would I would just respectfully disagree that it's not easier to do it those other ways it's just different true and, and this is a way you can do it this is a more thoughtful way yes I think mm-hmm. um, a more mindful way a more collaborative way and what you put in upfront pays huge dividends down because right. I would rather have a child that comes to me than a child that is spoiled or doesn't respect authority because I've been their friend or not given them guidance or been completely uninvolved. Right. What's going to come back to me at 12, 14, 16, 18, 22 years is a kid that's that I'm going to be taking care of for a lot longer with that big kid, big problem kind of thing, as opposed to let me put some work in. You know, I got a parent anyway. Yes. So that's right. let's get it right the first time. Or yeah. Do our best. Better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do our best. Sure. That's all. That's a, you know, there's this great quote that I use all the time and I hope I don't butcher it. It's by Sue Atkins and it says, there's no such thing as a perfect parent. So just be a real one. That's and right. I just, I think that's beautiful. So yeah, you don't have to be perfect. You're not going to get it right 
all the time. And that in and of itself is a beautiful lesson to teach your children. It's an opportunity. It's mistakes are opportunities to grow. Another really nice quote is, I think it's Nelson Mandela. And it's like, I either, I don't, so sorry. It's (laughs) it's something like, um, I either win. Oh, I never lose. I either win or grow. Or win oh. or learn or something like that. That's nice. And I'm like, yeah, like that's okay. Like yeah. I'm either gonna win or I'm just gonna learn. Yeah. And and that's exactly what I would want my kids to know. It's a beautiful place to end. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. For listening, tune in next time when we are back with Karen to discuss fostering connections in part two of our five-part series with Karen. And while you're online, please check out Karen's social media at Coaching. And remember, this podcast was made by busy parents for busy parents, and we want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at pmlib.org with your suggestions for upcoming shows. Thanks for listening. Thank you.